Yes, yes. Once again, welcome back to the Brooklyn Knights, the podcast show. Um, I had to give you a little bit of that old school as we came in because uh, that to me is a little bit of Brooklyn uh, clubbing uh, back in the 80s, in the 90s when when that beat dropped. Uh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nesta Melendez, otherwise known as Ness, and I am one half of your Brooklyn Knights, the podcast co-host. Of course, with me is the other half, some might say the better half, Mr. Jerry Legulao. How are you today, senor? I'll take the uh, the better half. I'll take that. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, but we're doing good today, man. It's a rainy day in Brooklyn, but uh, here we are, man, uh, getting at it. Uh, so ready to roll, man. So uh, I'm good, Nest, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, our show today, man. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be our first official episode here of Brooklyn Nights, the podcast. Uh, if you had uh, logged in before, you heard a couple of stingers and and a, like a trial run. Um, but this is it. This is the show. This is we're actually coming to you live and direct on on 10, 13, 2020. Uh, luckily, it's not a Friday because that would be a bad number. Um Pero mi gente, we are happy to be with you as always broadcasting live and direct from two very different parts of Brooklyn, but that's that's our show. We coming to you from Sunset Park and we coming to you from where? Where's Jerry at? Uh your boy is in Williamsburg, my friend. I love it. I love it. Um uh, but the rain is hitting down on all of us today. Uh, but we're not going to let that damper our spirits or our mood because uh we are so excited to bring you the first ever official episode. You're going to hear that a couple more times because I'm, I'm tripping out over the fact that we're actually here. This was this is a long journey. It was a long time coming. Um, and, I, you know, just to give folks a little bit about the genesis, right, the, the, the birthing of this idea is uh, in this uh, pandemically enforced isolation, uh, Jerry and I and a couple of our homies broke quarantine. And we went somewhere and we we socially distanced, right? Because, you know, when you sit down, the virus don't get you. So uh, we, we sat down and we were chopping it up. And, you know, Jerry looks at me. He goes, uh, you want to do a podcast? Or words to that effect. And I said, absolutely, bro. And, you know, fast forward, you know, two and a half, maybe three weeks later, here we are bringing it to the people live and direct. And I wanted to interject real quick and and give a little bit of a, a feedback on on that conversation we had. Uh, so, <laughs> in my mind, right, I'm thinking, yeah, me and Ness, we you know we we flow, right? We we have conversations that are deep, and it came to me. I was like, you know, we we need to have a space where um, two professional men such as Nestor and myself um, have an outlet to kind of dive in into what it is to, you know, to be, uh, first of all, Brooklyn Knights, uh, Puerto Rican um, as well. Um, and I couldn't think of anybody better to do a podcast with. So wow. we sat down and had that conversation. It was really because of, you know, the con- the, the people that were there and especially Mr. Nestor. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. I appreciate that, sir. You know, it's 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 a mutual admiration society because, uh, you know, one one once we met, 
uh, a number of years ago and and got to uh, talking and, and breaking it down and getting to know each other. Uh, it It's a story that's in, that lives in infamy uh, in terms of how our hanging out has just become an opportunity to to break it down on so many levels, right? So, you know, we get together, we talk politics, we talk uh, culture, we talk life, we talk movies, sports, uh, we talk things that, that happened to us growing up. And I think that's that's what set the stage for this this Brooklyn Nights, the podcast. And, you know, I think you, you, you alluded to it earlier. So, you know, here's a little bit of a breakdown. If you are Brooklynite, that means you're somebody from Brooklyn. If you are Brooklyn Knight, which is what the show is named, that means that you are a caballero de Brooklyn because Knight translates to caballero in Spanish. And since we are Puerto Rican, uh, it, it was a nice little wordplay that, that we had to come up with. And so we're going to be your caballeros on the radio. We're going to bring uh, the, the different topics to you uh, trilingually as, as I broke it down. Um, you know, what does that mean? It means we're going to come to you in English so that most people can understand us. Pero también vamos a hablar en español for, oh, yeah. for those in our audience that want to flow with us on the Spanish tip. Pero también we're going to do it in English and español, the Spanglish, right? So that's that's three languages, according to my count. Uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. That is three languages. And most people are going to understand us because, you know, the podcast is for the people. Uh, and so, you know, what better way to set it off with, you know, two good homies that um, I think have a, a particular viewpoint uh, to what it is to grow up in this beautiful borough, uh, to represent this borough uh, as best we can, and to uh, represent our people, you know, and, and, and maybe provide a little slice or insight for folks into what it means to be uh, Puerto Rican, New Yorican, uh, bicultural, uh, and we'll get into some of that stuff later on. But today, I think the topic that we had at hand when we discussed this in in, in pre-production, so so we could sound official, right? We had a pre-production <laughs> is uh, it's a love letter to Brooklyn. It's it's uh, you know for me it's called. Uh, what is your Brooklyn love story? And uh, I think we wanted to start there because that's going to give you a sense of who we are, how we come to do this work, and and what we're going to do with this work. Because this isn't an ego trip. Right? Some folks may paint it with that brush. Oh, uh, what are you, bored? You think people want to listen to you? Um, yes, I am bored. And I do think people want to listen to me. <laughs> I echo those sentiments, my friend. But I think we're going to put it to, to people in a way that they can relate to this. That if, if you came up, you know, in any part of New York, there's going to certainly be some things that you're going to be like, yo, that's true. You know, that's that's word is bond. Um, but if you came up in an urban area, you know, if you came up from what some people would describe as the wrong side of the tracks, then you're going to feel what we're putting down. And, uh, and hopefully you, you vibe with us. And, and, and just to give a little bit of, uh, more insight to that is also, yeah, people that grew up on the wrong side of tracks, but also now find themselves on, you know, another side, right? Um, we know that growing up in the city of New York and Brooklyn is tough, but, um, 
persevere and we, we move on and we do what we got to do. And all of a sudden you find yourself in different situations. Uh, but the love that comes from being from a certain place, I think that's what embodies the show as well. Right. It's, it's, we made it from a tough environment. Um, but that environment made us who we are and, and, and we're grateful for that. And it's so much in grinding us. And we're so proud of that, that we we're dedicating a podcast to it. And, and we're, you know, the name of our show is Brooklyn Nights. You know, it, it has everything to do with the borough that we had those tough opportunities. And so, but yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. You know, uh, tough love. Um, but I think there's, there's no truer uh, sentiment or emotion uh, to really get you to feel something than love. You know, his motivated great songs, his absolutely motivated amazing poetries. Uh, there's a whole genre of music. It's called freestyle. That's uh, <laughs> about love. <laughs> at, at least, you know, the Latino artists that that put that genre together, uh, who are out there breaking hearts. Um, but, you know, to know love, is is to know the purest emotion about something and if there's anything that the two of us have demonstrated in our time as as friends and in our time as as residents of this of this boroughs is that we love love brooklyn uh so i'm gonna take you i'm gonna take you back jerry yeah let's do it take you back because you know when when what is my brooklyn love story um you have to sometimes look back to the past with a different set of eyes to understand how you got to this moment in time that, that we've currently find ourselves in. And so I've been repping uh, BK for as long as I could remember. And then one day somebody said to me, yo, Ness, why, why you love Brooklyn so hard? Like, what is, what is that about? And for me to to have to sit there and critically examine it, you got to go back to the foundational years of your life. You know, so w- when I was a kid, I grew up on these streets. I grew up running around uh, a majority of my uh, youthful days as a child, um, playing those games uh, that we that we that we know and love: manhunt, uh, cocolivio. Red light, green light, one, two, three, right? A handball, stoop ball. Um, I, I didn't go seek. And, and you, you hid in alleys and on fire escapes because that's, you know, what, what Brooklyn was. And, and as a kid growing up, uh, I was blessed that my mom took me to the Brooklyn Bridge Bicentennial Celebration. And, you know, my math is always off. I, I was not the math scholar, but I think it was back in 1983. My mom takes me on a train. And how much was the train back in 1983? It was like 50 cents, bro. More or less. I, I think it was actually like 35 cents. You know, <laughs> and now we're paying almost like a whole paycheck to just get on a damn train and, and be infected with COVID from some folks. Um, no, we're about positivity. My bad. Let me not go there. Well, uh, see, so people. 35 cents, we get on a train, we go out there and we head out to the Brooklyn Promenade, otherwise known as, as Brooklyn Heights, Lambiang, and it's that, it's that part, uh, that's over, um, the BQE, right? And it looks at Manhattan. And if you walk to the one end of it, like the Brooklyn Bridge is right there. And so we're there. There's a lot of people. We got this dope spot. 
right right at the front and they did these fireworks and uh you know new york looked beautiful in the distance manhattan and i'm there i'm like 10 11 years old maybe i'm nine I, you know like i said my math is off but that's when i realized there was a whole other world on the other side of that bridge and while i had certainly already been on planes and i had taken family trips to pennsylvania and to new jersey there was something about standing there as a kid watching the fireworks go off and looking at at Manhattan or New York in the distance and thinking to myself, what's happening over there? Like life begins on the other side of that bridge. And and I didn't know it then, but there was this like childhood moment that froze in my brain that that said to me, you're going to know what's what life is like on the other side of that bridge. You're going to cross it. And you're going to start living. I grew up, right? High school, we cut out. You know, hopefully my mom isn't listening to this podcast, but <laughs> I cut out a lot. Uh, and where did we cut out to? We cut out to Manhattan, right? So we took the trains, went over the Brooklyn Bridge, and Toma, we 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 in the in the big city over there, and then always came back came back home to Brooklyn. So for me, I fell in love with this idea of Brooklyn, I really fell in love with the Brooklyn Bridge uh, because of what it represented. And now as an adult, I think about the symbolism of a bridge connecting two different places. And I think about myself, I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm I'm a New Yorker. And and so I'm that bridge that connects, you know, Brooklyn to Puerto Rico. I'm I'm the person that makes those two worlds connect, and so it, through me, and through my family, and, and through my experiences, I'm I'm hopeful that I'm able to express the very best of what those uh, places uh, typify or or put out as product, and so that's my Brooklyn love story. That's a that's a you know that's a very unique um, and. A, a very keen perspective, right? Um, and I think we were having this conversation as well in that um, that, you know, you were able to pinpoint a specific time and moment when you knew that that Brooklyn love was there, right? Um, which is amazing. And, you know, that, that bridge into the city, and it's odd enough that we work, clo- we work in the city. I mean, in my case, I used to work in the city, right? Uh, <laughs> but we, we linked up in the city too a couple of times, right? After work. Yes. Yeah. So it, it is amazing that, again, you were able to pinpoint it to a specific time frame. And and then you eventually you ended up where you visioned that, right? Where, where you said, I'm going to be in that city in a minute. And 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 that's amazing, man. Um, I think my story is a little bit different, um, of course. Uh, but that's what uh, that's why the whole the yin and the yang works, right? It's because we have different uh, ways of seeing um, Brooklyn and different ways of seeing how we grew up and so forth, which is great. Um, it would be boring if we were two, you know, two dudes that were alike in certain ways. So, uh, but that's absolutely, pretty, yeah, that's a pretty unique perspective, man. So, so, so thank you, you know, and, and I think, you know, as we talk about the yin to the yang, so, so I'm an example of a, of a, a Puerto Rican that was born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, I spent a majority of my very young life in Puerto Rico, um, and so I always had this 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 sense of belonging to two places, and both didn't really want me. 
Um, <laughs> and you know, we'll get into that later on because I think we need to get into your story so that we could see how that yin and the yang works. Because you, my friend, were born on the archipelago of Puerto Rico because most people will call it the island, forgetting that Culebra and Vieques are also part of Puerto Rico. And so those three islands form the archipelago of Puerto Rico. And that's where you came into this world. Dropping knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) We try. (laughs) Yes, correcto, mi hermano. Um, So yeah, my case, um, and and, uh, I'll segue into, you know, my Brooklyn love story um, as I approach this this introduction, right? So uh, yeah, in my case, I was born in Puerto Rico um, in a small town called Caguas. Um, Caguas is maybe about 30, 40 minutes from El Area Metro, um, or as everybody knows it as San Juan. Um, I also um, lived uh, for a few years in Calle, which is um, right next to Caguas. But yeah, my, uh, my story is I was born on the island of Puerto Rico. Uh, my parents moved to Brooklyn, East New York, when I was um, about two or three months old. And I have to kind of collaborate that story for my mother because that's what she says, right? So she says she had me on a plane when I was two or three months. So we were, <laughs> we were having this conversation. I can envision, you know, Eastern Airline, you know. Wow. You just, you just <laughs> took me back, bro. I forgot Eastern even existed. People smoking. <laughs> metal utensils, you know. And anyhow, that's what she says. So so we, we landed in Brooklyn. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I can tell you my first thoughts. Um, I remember my father um, actually walking me to a barbershop in Brooklyn, right? And I'm, I must have been like two or three years old, I'm thinking, um, because at this time I had, I had not even started school. And I'm walking and I see, I can see this, I can re- recall the, 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 the sidewalk and, and I can see to my, my left, there was an empty lot. And if you recall back in the days, empty lots were everywhere in Brooklyn. You don't see an empty lot now. And if there's an empty lot, it's because there's a building going up. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that. And, and, and I remember my father walking me to the barbershop and I remember sitting in the barbershop chair. Um, and that was my first conscious thought. And, and, and it was actually of Brooklyn, right? Um, so again, I, 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 I was born in Puerto Rico, but I was raised in Brooklyn. Um, so my story starts really with more of a a, uh, you know, an introduction to this, to this place where, um, the journey takes me through about 18 years of, of living in Brooklyn, uh, full time. And then eventually I, I wind up and move to Puerto Rico for a while. Um, but I'll segue into that in, the, in a minute though. Um, but one thing that, I, I was, I was doing before we, you know, um, in our pre, uh, production meeting, <laughs> I, I was, um, I was Googling a little bit about um, Brooklyn, right? And Bushwick, the area that I, I predominantly grew up in as well. I mentioned I uh, was first in East New York, but I also lived in Bushwick, right? And the first thing that popped up in Google was, is Bushwick and Brooklyn safe? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder who typed that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it, it had, I, I, it had me laughing, man, you know, cause, you know, yes, when I was growing up in Bushwick, um, it, it wasn't that it was dangerous, but it wasn't safe. Right. It was, there was, there was a lot going on in, in the streets of Brooklyn. Right. And, and again, through this podcast, I think we'll explore a little bit about what was going on in Brooklyn as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. what that, mm-hmm. 
what that scene was like, you know, what was the, uh, you know, the drug scene, the, the culture scene, the hip hop scene, all that was just bubbling at a given point. Um, so my love story with Brooklyn begins in its infancy since birth. And it lasts all the way through my 18, you know, till I was 18. Right. Um, and obviously now that I'm back in New York after a few years in, in Puerto Rico, Miami, but the love story was, it's this place that built me, man. It's this place that mm. I had, you know, uh, crazy times in every aspect of what it was growing up in Bushwick in the eighties and nineties. Um, and that, that love story actually, um, it, it's funny because it came full circle, um, honestly, recently in my life, right? It came full circle when I started traveling more international um, as a you know career professional in, in hospitality, right? So I would travel to um, Germany, I would travel to Paris, to Brazil. And I remember before when people used to ask me where I'm from, I used to say New York. But that changed when I started, you know, getting into a, a little bit later in my years of, you know, adult, I would start saying Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. And people didn't have any, you know, they knew it. Oh, you're from Brooklyn. All right, cool. I got you. You didn't even have to say Brooklyn, New York. At this point, mm -hmm. you just said Brooklyn. And this all came full circle to me that, you know, I, I love Brooklyn because I am Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a part of me. It's, 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 you know, the, the grit, it's the the hustle, it's the the flyness of what we try to portray ourselves in our everyday life. It's the uh, the the make it or break it um, stance that we take in life. So that's my love story with Brooklyn, and it's a still ongoing love story. You know, I came back, been in Brooklyn about six years now, um, and it still ceases to amaze me, man. You know, and it and it's it's a place that um, it's always going to be ingrained in you. Um, and at the same time, yeah, being from Puerto Rican descent, you can you can imagine how that must have felt in the eighties and the nineties, growing up in Bushwick, which was such a predominant uh, Hispanic or Puerto Rican neighborhood, um, where you had limbes being sold on the corner. You know, um, you, you saw the Puerto Rican flags and 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 the BMWs of the hustlers that were driving by, and I was like, yeah, that dude's representing who I am. So. Um, that again, that that love just came from this place that accepted me. In most cases, unless you said that it didn't accept you, but it did accept you, my man. You know, it accepted you to the point where you, you know, you named your daughter Brooklyn, bro. You 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 personify Brooklyn. Um, and again, uh, the Puerto Rican side of things for me, I can go to that side and have conversations regarding about what it is to be Puerto Rican as well. Um, in my heart, I'm a New Yorkerian, but I can flow with you on both, man. I can be straight up Brooklyn, and I can be muchacho de, you know, coño de calle, algaretoski. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool, you know, it's a really cool dynamics, and um, I love it. To be honest, it, it adds, it gives you this 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 flair, and it gives you this vibe that you know that most people that come across you they they realize, yeah, this guy's different, you know, and 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 I can see it. Um, He's, he can be gritty, but he can also be, um, you know, professional. And, and, and to be honest, that's what I think to me, being able to have those experiences of growing up in Brooklyn and going to a place like Puerto Rico, where it was a little bit more subdued to a certain point, um, kind of impact me in its fullest where I am now, um, a chameleon when I, you know, when I have to be, I can flow with the best of them, as you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think, you know, for our listeners, 
um, the, the way we're approaching this thing is there's a typology uh, to Brooklyn, right? There's, there's a characteristic. And, and so you know, to, to give folks a taste of what that's like, because I think in today's uh, information saturated world where you could, you know, look up things and, and trends take off and, and are, are global in like 3.2 seconds, you know, and you, you get a hashtag and it's trending and all of a sudden everybody is, is doing a thing. I come from the, the, the mindset that says uh, Brooklyn, the time that I came up, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, uh, innovated fashion, innovated music, innovated in the culture. But it also uh, gave us a sense of like how to be. So when you say gritty, yeah, growing up in the city, you come up gritty, especially you're on top of each other, packed into tight places. And, you know, it, I came up poor, right? We, we didn't have, right? We didn't have a house. Uh, almost four decades of living in, in, in Brooklyn, I still don't have a house, right? <laughs> I've been in houses. I know what they look like. They're nice, but I've not owned one. We rent houses. And, <laughs> and sadly, you know, the way things are going right now, you, can't afford to buy a house in Brooklyn, right? But that's not the point. The, the, the thing is, the typology of the individual from Brooklyn is 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 a hustle mentality, is a, I'm going to get this thing done, right? Even if I don't have all the things I need, I'm going to find a way to, to get to get it, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's a confident swagger, but it's not uh, conceited. Or, or egomaniacal or narcissistic. It's just, I'm going to show up in this space. I'm going to be me. And the things that I'm going to do, other people are going to try to emulate. Right? Um, and then when you add the, 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 the mix of, because that's Brooklyn people. You know, you take the culture out. That's just Brooklyn. Then you add the, the little seasoning, right? Or, or the sazon or the, or the adobo of 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 being puerto rican and then so you could do it and now you could do it in two languages for a long time people try to tell you that that was a deficiency if english was not your primary language no fool you can't speak spanish who's the weak one here right and i could speak two languages so i actually have the superpower and and so that 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 little chip on the shoulder that was like you don't get to tell me how I am. You don't get to decide how you treat. You're going to treat me with respect. You're going to meet me where I'm at. And if you can't get down with that, then we can't do business, right? Um, and it's not an antagonistic kind of thing because when Brooklyn shows up in the spot, um, we, we just cool. You know, at, at least the Brooklyn that I, that I came up in, we low key. We, we, we move up in the spot. We do a little two-step. We got a little drink in the hand. Uh, we post up, uh, we talk to the people, uh, move around the room, you know, say what's up to her, give people their respect. You know, Brooklyn, it, very much we give people respect. And then if you come out your face, uh, you know, then that's when stuff starts popping off. Mm -hmm. um, but at, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's this thing where, you know, do you want it as a as a gentleman? You could you could get it that way. Right. Do you, you want class? We could we can give you classy. Uh but you want to you want a gully? We can go that route too, and and 
the ability to live in 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 both extremes and in the middle, I think is what sets us up for success, right? And then allows you to go globally, right? It's what allows you to go to Germany. It's what allows you to go to Brazil, to Scotland, to Spain, to Africa, right? And show up. And then people there, you know, instantly they're like, you're from Brooklyn, huh? And and you go, yeah, that's that's me. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I see a lot of And that's it's funny how how you um you know you 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 mentioned before you started the 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 topic or the conversation that you just uh, had. Um, uh, you can't find this. Um, you can't Google this, right? You you you're hearing it from you know to uh, men that are living. Uh, you know, living embodiments of what it is, right? So, yeah, I mean, if you come across somebody from Brooklyn and, and you're fortunate to to be in the presence of somebody that, you know, <laughs> that's that's had, you know, and especially people of our generation, right? It, you, you're lucky to be in the presence of somebody that has the opportunity to go through a lot in their life. Um, and if you're having that conversation with that person, it's because that person has made it somewhere and you made it somewhere. And all of a sudden, you're going to, you're going to realize, yeah, this person is, is from Brooklyn and they're real. Right. And they're, and, and they, and they are able to, to flow. Um, and again, it's like you say, we're not, we're not dissing anybody. We, you tell me you're from, you you know, wherever you're from, it's cool. But I'm, I, when I talk or when I have a conversation, you'll be like, yeah, this motherfucker from Brooklyn. Or you can beep that if we're beeping. No, nah, we're not beeping. We're, oh, okay. we're explicit. But, yeah, but yeah, that, that's, the, that's the first motherfucker, and that's the second <laughs> mo- motherfucker. And that would have been the third one right there. So, uh, you know, because Brooklyn can curse. Because <laughs> <I agree>. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a lot of more cursing on this show. Yeah. yeah. And look, at the half hour mark, we dropped the F-bomb. So that's that's, that's a beautiful a thing. thing. That's so. not a bad But again, it just goes to, you know, again, it, it, it is... It goes in line with what we're trying to do here as well. You know, we we're, we're professional, but hey, we got to get yeah. gully on your ass. We're gonna get gully. So. Remind you, and I think you know to to circle back to the thing about that that biculturality, uh, the part where I said you know living in places where you're not exactly wanted. It's you know it's it's a it's a a feeling, a sentido that that you get. Uh, sometimes and 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 the, the language that that people use is you know so uh, Americans, right, will typically say to uh, immigrants, "Go back to your country." That you know that's something that we heard then. It's something that we continue to hear now. And the fact is, you know, I was born here, but the second my Puerto Ricanness shows up, Americans are like, "Nah," you know. And, and and never mind that they don't understand that that Puerto Ricans are naturalized U.S. citizens, and and not through any fault of our own. They needed people to send to war to kill, uh, and so Puerto Ricans got drafted as as part of I believe it's called the Jones Act, where they were like, we're going to give you your citizenship, and then we're going to draft you into our military, and then we're going to send you to fight these wars for a country that doesn't want you, but you can die. Um, and, you know, there's there's even more messed up stuff beyond that. But the point is, so America's looking at you like, bro, get out. Okay. So I go to Puerto Rico, right? And I'm in Puerto Rico. And instantly, you know, I'm in my grandparents' house and my neighbors are, oh, mira, por ahí viene el gringo. So in Puerto Rico, I'm American, right? In America, I'm Puerto Rican. 
and both places got a problem with me. <laughs> that is and, so funny. <laughs> and so how do like how do you survive? You go you go with what you know, right? And so again, for me, it's the things that the Brooklyn taught me, the the streets taught me, the hanging out taught me, the different people that I met taught me. And and you know, we, we have a, a an arc of of our episodes where we're gonna talk about the various uh, people that you meet in a family, right? And and the people that drop knowledge, uh, you know, from mom and dad, potentially, like if you had them both there, to uh, your drunk uncles at parties who pulled you to the to the side and and you know whispered knowledge into your ear, and you're like, man, you said knowledge, uh, yeah, you know, the street knowledge, <laughs> right? Uh, to your cousins who taught you about stuff that maybe your parents didn't want you to learn about so early in your life, but that's what cousins do. They, they teach you the things they take you clubbing way before you're supposed to be in a club. And you, you know, you meet drag Queens for the first time and they're eight foot tall drag Queens in the limelight. And you're like, what the hell is that? And, you know, this is what growing up here does. And it's, it's being exposed to everybody. It's not judging anyone. It's, it's just allowing people to exist in, in the space with you and and see if we can vibe and and i think you know this borough taught me how to survive in all of those places so can i go to the corner and talk to the homies on the block i could not every corner but but most <laughs> right because there was some corners in brooklyn that I, I wasn't going to bushwick back in the day right what i was walking in with some stuff i was coming out with none of it that's that's just a reality um but you know, could I go into a, a boardroom, right? Could I could I go speak to to business folks and 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 command their attention just as much as I could be on the streets playing skelzies, uh, and, and and that stuff? Absolutely. Yes. And that's the the beauty of 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 like this uh, this city. It, it's it's like in your DNA survival. Yeah. Uh, hey. And I'm gonna tell you one thing as well, Nessa. When you as you mentioned, as you can go into boardroom and you can go to the to Broadway, right to to the corner of Broadway and and you know right here, Marcy, you know Brooklyn, not Broadway up in the city. Um, it, it's funny, right? Because I, I usually have conversations with people and I and I give them uh, a little bit of a little bit. Of, I give them an in, right? And as soon as you give them an in from or where you're from and all that. And they get interested in, in in that topic, and you start going in a little bit deeper uh, of your background and your story. And people have a hard time believing that we made it out of that environment sometimes, right? Because here you are in the boardroom having conversations with a CEO of a company, um, and they're looking at you like, bro, you made it out of that? And they're so intrigued and there's people that are really, um, they're so interested in hearing your story and, and, and they commend you on your story, which I find fascinating to be honest. Um, but I take it also with, I don't take it as, as you know, uh, an accomplishment per se. I just take it as that's the environment that I was put in. I had to go through these difficult steps um, and here I am. And when people commend you, you know, like I, I didn't have a choice. So sometimes I get a little bit like, oh, you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I really didn't have a choice in the matter. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes back to, to, to your point that, hey, from the, you know, from the boardroom to, you know, to the street corner, we can kick it with anybody, man. I believe uh, the technical term 
for what you just described is called microaggression. And uh, it's it's when, you know, people want to hear your sad sob story. Like, oh, bendito, mira este pobrecito. He came out of the ghetto and the projects and, and he knows how to speak. And oh my goodness. <laughs> and where's, like, how did you get rid of your accent? You know, like, yeah. bro, I, I'm a human being. And I just happen to have these distinctions, you know, and these these little obstacles that you thought were going to kill me. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. But I also tell you that there there, there are some people um, that you had those conversations with that then their um, mindset changes to. I had a similar story too, you know, and, and it wasn't maybe in the streets of Brooklyn. Maybe it was in the streets of, you know, Chi Town or another, you know, rough neighborhood and area. And 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 when we come across that dynamics, there's a there's a there's a, a moment where you kind of look at them in their eye and you go like, yeah, we made it. You know, we both made it. And it's interesting too, because the pride that they have um in, in it in themselves and in their upbringing too, right? Because you they tell you, oh, I'm from Chicago too. I'm from the South Side. And and you'd be like, oh, he's representing his area, the same way that I'm representing my area. Uh, but it's funny when you get two people that are successful that happen to have that same uh, kind of backstory. Man, the relationship that you're trying to develop just goes from like level, you know, D to level A real quick because this person knows this motherfucker's not fucking around. He's real. He's here because he had purpose and he's here because he's, if I make businessman moves with him, I know I'm in good hands, you know, because we don't, we don't bullshit in the boardroom. You know, we, we talk serious and, and we're not shysty in the boardroom. All that guttiness and grittiness, that's for the streets. Like if we walk in the streets of Brooklyn and we're going to go to the bodega, I'm walking with a limp and I'm walking with a swagger. And if you're going to step to me, step to me, but you're going to know, bro, like straight off the bat, you just picked the wrong dude to fuck with, right? So um, it's the same case when you take it to the business level, right? People realize like, yeah, this this cat is not playing around. I know his backstory. He's here to make money. I'm I'm here. I'm a businessman. Um, and he, yeah, he is talking proper. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because, yeah, for, for a lot of people, yeah, they, oh, they think, he he speaks well, or it is a funny thing. I wear a suit to work, so straight off the bat, just wearing a suit, people think that um, I'm you know I'm I'm set up a different way. Where under that suit, they don't know I got a Wu Tang shirt on, and you know I got a pair of Timberlands in the <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> I love it. I love it because uh, that's one of the things that we want to talk about is how do you identify a Brooklyn person. Right. And and again, this is for comical purposes, but I think, you know, I would not be too far out in left field if if I didn't say that, you know, you run into uh, a Brooklyn cat out on these streets. Right. Right now we're talking about uh, male fashion uh, because there's there's a there's obviously uh, feminine fashion as well that 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 uh, encapsulates what this is about. But um, if I were to say to you, right, if I showed you a picture of someone wearing crispy white uptowns with a little bit of a of a of a baggy jean, and then like a, a hoodie 
with a bubble vest and a New York Yankees fitted, and I were to say to you, where is this person from? <laughs> Nine times out of ten, people are going to say that's Brooklyn. Uh, the one time out of ten, people might say the Bronx. Uh, Those are facts, though. You know, facts. If you uh, you throw on a pair of beef and broccoli Tims, and yeah, I beef mean, and broccoli Tims, maybe a more Bronx and a bubble jacket. You know, down three quarter down with a with a with a, a ski hat. That, that's more Bronx. Uh, although you know the Yankees are situated up there, so. But to your you point, know, you, you can identify. To you certain, can you can identify? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, so it's it's this thing that um, I I think at the end of the day, you know, as as we swing around to to like the the last half of of this first episode, uh, if there's one thing that we want to make eminently clear is this. We are here to shine a light on all aspects of what it was to come up in Brooklyn. And in this episode, we wanted to give you a taste of like what we came up with, which is not the end-all Brooklyn experience, right? Because there's people that grew up out in Coney Island. There's people that grew up in Brownsville. Uh, There's people that grew up uh, in the projects. There's people that grew up in the Brooklyn Heights in the promenade. There's Like, all over this place, uh, depending on which side of Prospect Park you came up in, um, there's a story there. But if we were to to distill the essence, like if we were to bottle what it was that that makes Brooklyn, you know, stand out, uh, at least to to us, is that it creates for us this this New York identity, right? So New York is a global identity. It's a it's a specific New York identity that's grounded in like a, a humble realness that doesn't bullshit you, that shows up ready to do the work, right? Whatever the work is, you know, I'm, I got to clean this house. I'm going to clean this house. I got to paint this building. I'm going to paint this building. I'm going to be the super for the whole building. Cause there's a lot of Puerto Rican supers in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going to be the super for the whole building, but I'm going I'm to open this bodega. I'm going to own this business. I'm going to create this, this, uh, 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 auto repair shop. I'm gonna I'm gonna create this artist studio. This 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 salsa dance house. We going all in, and what are we doing? We're throwing our flag on it. We that's that like Brook. We're Brooklyn Puerto Ricans anyway. We're throwing our flag on it, right? And and why are we throwing our flag on it? Because once upon a time we were not allowed to put our flag out there because they they take us to jail. Did you just throw the flag on this podcast, though, bro? I, I threw the flag on the yeah. podcast. Like, listen, it, it, you know, <laughs> if there's one thing that we are <laughs> as as Puerto Ricans is we are proud people, and we will show the flag everywhere. But that's because the U.S. government, once upon a time, passed legislation that outlawed the flag. And if you had the flag, you were suspected of being a nationalist, and they threw your ass in jail, and you didn't come out, and 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 they thought you were conspiring against the U.S. government, like. Bro, it's real out in these streets, right? And I wasn't alive for that, uh, thankfully. I, I don't know what I would have done, but I, my grandfather and his his uh, parents, they, they lived through some of that stuff. They were around for, for the mysterious disappearances of our activists, uh, <laughs> for, the, for the jailings, the unjust jailings of, of our political, uh, outspoken uh, um, 
folks that that went counter to to the the the, the grand narrative of of U.S. imperialism. Um, and I'm sorry to, to to get political, but like to to be us is to be political. Yeah, you right? to be any minoritized uh, uh, community in the U.S. To, is a political statement. Um, and and I'm not decrying anybody else's political statement. I'm just saying that that Puerto Ricans have had a, an exceptional journey. And that's why there's so many of us in, in New York. That's why there's so many of us in Chicago. Um, because when we left the island in search of better, we went to the great big cultural centers of, of the United States thinking that we were going to find something great. And, and some of us did. But for a lot of us, we're still generationally in that struggle trying to get to that next level. We're still trying to get our foot in the door. Some of us don't even know where the door is or that there is a door, right? And so we're here trying to tell people, yo, there's a door and let me point you in that direction. And if I can, I'll take you there. Uh, bendito. Ay, um, bendito. Yeah. Oye, oye, Neste, una pregunta rapidito. So, yeah, so, oh, um, there it is. I, I salio. Um, <laughs> heavy duty. Um, so, you know, you, you, we hit on a couple of topic lines, right? And, and for the people out there that are wondering, all right, these two cats just introduced themselves. They gave us a little bit of background. What can they expect on the show? I want you to tell them what, what you know, from your point of view, what it is that they can expect from this podcast. And I'll chime in a little bit later as well on what my expectations for, for the listeners is. Absolutely, bro. And thank you for that setup because uh, uh, that's how we introduce the, the, what I think is, is the best part of this thing um, because it touches on the joy uh, that went into uh, the formation of this. Like Voltron, uh, we came together. You know, even though Voltron was five lions and there's only two of us, uh, our guests will make up the other body parts as needed. But our inspiration was that this was going to be a celebration of growing up Boricua in Brooklyn and Brooklyn itself, right? That it was going to be a platform to raise the voice and the profile of black and brown lives in one of the most iconic boroughs in the world. I didn't say in the United States of America. I said the world. Um, our purpose here is to bring joy in a time uh, in many people's lives where there's so much negativity and so much hate and so much like just pessimism. I want to be a beacon. I want to be the port in the storm. You know, Brooklyn Nights is a destination that after you listen to us, you're going to be walking with a little bit of a limp, a little bit of that swagger, a little bit of like that déjame quieto or déjame quieta. Like, don't, don't talk to me right now. Um, this is a trilingual explosion of music, language, art, social commentary, life, poetry, sports, video games, politics of the island. Uh, para que tú sepas, we're going to drink cervecita aquí porque nos vamos a dar una cervecita ahorita porque la cosa está chévere. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about that comida, bro, like un, un alcapurria, un bacalaito, un relleno de papa, un pastel. Right, we're going to talk to hopefully the people that provide those things for you and tell you where to go find them. So you can enjoy that cuisine that, I, like, I don't know how I'm not 150 pounds more than I am right now. Um, 
But we're going to talk about neighborhoods. We're going to talk about the places where we partied. Uh, we're going to take trips on that train over to that city on the other side of the bridge because there's there's parts of our story that, that lives over there also, right? Um, but more importantly, we're going to try to bring some folks here to this show that represent the very best of what this borough is uh, and the very best of, of the people that they represent. So whether it's uh, graffiti artists, whether it's uh, chefs, whether it's, it's folks that clean houses, people that are supers of the building, uh, gang members, uh, folks from the street, folks from the corporate, like we, we're going to find Brooklyn and we're going to bring it to you so that you get to know and love this place as much as we do. And you know, hopefully you live here already and you're like, damn, bro. That's my shit right there. <laughs> but if you listen to this podcast in like Mexico or Germany or Alaska, where some people have already downloaded our podcast from, right? Uh, and Sweden, I think, also. Like we're, we're talking to you. We want to bring you to our neighborhood. And we want you to feel like mi casa, su casa. Uh, because that's what we do. Right, and I learned that in Puerto Rico, when at twelve o'clock, playing out in the on the streets of Puerto Rico, I I would run to my neighbor's house, and and guess what? They fed me. And then I went to the other neighbor's house, and guess what? They fed me. And then I went to the neighbor's house, and they said, "Call your abuela and tell her that you're here, and that I'm going to feed you." Right, and and that's the thing, you know. Dile a Doña Fela que tú vas a estar aquí conmigo y que te vamos a dar una comidita porque tú no pases la hambre, porque tú estás muy flaquito, nene. Ay, mi hijo, ¿qué comiste? <laughs> Man, if I had a nickel for every time I got asked if I ate, I was a skinny kid. And they just fed me. And they fed me. But I'm not mad because that's love. It's, it's spreading love the Brooklyn way. Oof. Right? And and so that's, that's my little... Yeah. That's my pitch right yeah. there. And I don't think you can add anything to that, right? From a a from a podcast perspective or what this show is intended to be, you really can't add more to that. Um, it's like you say, bro, we, we're, you know, we're just really trying to represent what Brooklyn is. Um, and, you know, we wanted to first introduce ourselves and kind of segue into what that looks like because uh, you want to um, hear the story from, um, you know, from, from people that actually live the stories, you know, we, and, and, and we embody that. Um, so yeah, the show is meant to, you know, just be a, a, a introduction to, from our point of view, what this borough has done for us and what it continues to do for us. Um, and see it from the perspective of two boys, you know, like, you know, two cats that just share that love and, um, you know, we, we have a specific way of uh, approaching our craft and um, we're just excited for the people to, you know, listen to us and, and have that perspective. Um, whatever you take away from it, I think you're going to be really intrigued with what it is that we've been able to go through where we are at and, you know, take this journey with us, you know, come along, you know, and, yeah. and, and enjoy it, man. So, um, yeah, that's we're on, bro. So we're, we are. And yeah. when you say we're on, like people are on, we're, we're on what? Well, we're not on drugs right now. <laughs> right? We're just we're on the airwaves, um, but we're on Podomatic. We're on iTunes podcasts. We're on Google podcasts. 
We're on Spotify. So there's no excuse. We're, we're coming to you all the ways that you can take it. So uh, either you find us or we'll find you wherever you at and we'll make you listen to us. But my hope is that if you like what you're hearing and you want more of that, go to Podomatic, P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C.com and find our podcast page and write comments. Follow us. Uh write comments and questions and all that kind of stuff. We'll try to get to them because, you know, if there's anything that we want to do on the show is we want to do viewer or listener shout outs. Uh, so we want to get the questions from the people and bring them to the show and try to answer them for you. So if there's stuff you needed to know about Brooklyn, we want to tell you, you know, like allow me to demonstrate Brooklyn uh, was incorporated on January 1st, 1898. All right. Um, in a in a battle uh, for Greater New York, and we were consolidated with other cities and towns, uh, and we made up one of the constituent boroughs of New York City. Uh, Brooklyn is an old Dutch colony. Uh, most people don't know that. And what does Brooklyn mean? It means broken land in Dutch. Um, uh, and our official motto. Translates. I'm not even going to try to speak it in in Dutch because I'm gonna I'm gonna chop it up. But in unity there is strength. And when I shared that with Jerry uh, yesterday in 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 pre production, we both like heard that and we were like, "Yo, that's kind of dope right there." In unity there is strength. Um, quick story, you know, you you show up anywhere in the world, right? And let, let's just say for our purposes, you're in a club. Right in a bar, uh, and let's say you're in Amsterdam. I, yeah, I don't know, and and you happen to be wearing a shirt like mine or like Jerry's that has the word Brooklyn on it, and somebody from across the bar, uh, not necessarily from Brooklyn but from New York, spots that they're gonna come over. And they're gonna be like, "What's good, Brooklyn?" And they're gonna you're gonna point to them because you you might not not know who they are, right? If they have the triple fat goose, then you'll be like, "What's up, Bronx?" But, you know, Manhattan doesn't dress like that. Queens doesn't dress like that. And Staten Island, you're probably talking to one of the members of the Wu-Tang. So, <laughs> so you say, what up? And then they'll tell you, yo, Queens in the house. You're like, what up, Queens? And for the rest of the night, you are Brooklyn and Queens in Amsterdam chilling. You have family now. You squatted up. In unity, there is strength. Yeah. And right? just know that if there's, because being from Brooklyn, we're always looking at that back door. We're always scheming, looking at what's going on. If some drama's going on, me and that cat from Queens, we're we going to handle our business. So it's, it's, it's facts, man. That is facts. So we hope you enjoyed episode one. This is the first true official episode one. I know if you came to us before and you're like, oh, but it said episode one. That wasn't episode one. That was trial run episode one this is episode one este es <laughs> el episodio <laughs> que te va a llevar a todas las partes del mundo uh, we're gonna do a little Don Francisco here cause shout out to Don Francisco the man don't age he he's, he's been he, he outlasted uh, Dick Clark and that's no small feat because Dick Clark was like 8,000 years old, bro. So Don Francisco must be like a million. He's like Apocalypse from the X-Men. He just, every Spanish TV show, Don Francisco is going to be on it. Um, 
And oh man, you know, I got since we're talking about celebrities, you know, we got a big shout uh to the homie that I grew up with, uh Don Walter Mercado, oh, who we lost uh earlier this year. Uh there's a dope documentary about him that uh I recommend people go and, and check. Um, but I grew up with that man. I grew up with his uh astrological readings. I grew up having to shut up whenever he spoke and came on the TV, unless I wanted to get a smack across the face uh, because he was dropping knowledge for us. And um, he was a pioneer. He was a vanguard. He was different at a time when being different got most people killed. He turned that into a celebrity and into a, a legacy that uh, no one will ever touch. And I unexpectedly am all of a sudden doing a, like a Walter Mercado retrospective, but like, Again, when you look back at the things that influenced your life, he was a man that got on TV and just dropped knowledge that people consumed. They were like, I need to hear what he has to say. So my hope is that somewhere in this great universe, Walter's energy just heard what I said, and he decides to come and bless us with his presence and, and gives the show a boost and says to the people like, these two cats, you need to listen to them. Oh, the range of the show is infinite, though. <laughs> we went from Don Francisco <laughs> to Walter Mercado. <laughs> yeah, we, we went from the streets of Brooklyn oh, and Williamsburg and, and, and Best-Eye all the way to, to Puerto Rico and infinite. back. Infinite, my friend. Infinite. Um, so our reach is, is infinite. Our uh, intent is monumental. <clears throat> and our powers are hopefully going to be growing. Uh, over the course of the next, you know, we're going to try to bring you 13 episodes. We're going to do like a whole season. And uh, please come with us because we're talking about all the things. Spilling all the tea. That is it. Join us. All the hashtags. <laughs> all the merch. <laughs> we're trying to, we're we not a moment, we a movement. Uh, I read that the other day. I was like, ooh. I got to say that on the air because it's dope. We're trying to sing podcast on the corners, y'all. <laughs> Two for fives. And <laughs> food's got trash down the way. So come over here and get what we got. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to sign out uh, and we're going we're gonna to take you out the way we brought you in. Uh, my hope is that uh, it sounds great. But with the last two minutes, Jerry, mi gente, mi hermano, mi brother, mi broski, mi brokings. It's great to do this first ever podcast with you. Uh, I can't wait to see what other trouble we get into. And uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of music to let the people go. Ready? Let's do this. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Take that in your face. Mi gente, nos vemos pronto con episodio dos. That's episode two. Coming to you soon. Jerry, peace out. Have a great day, bro. Have a great day. Ha, <laughs>